Welcome to the According Sources Podcast. You are going to hear your host, Andre Williams, and I am joined by Forrest. Um, I always tell you guys that According to Sources is the People Podcast, and I want to get more normal people on the podcast so we can listen to them talk about their um, sports opinions. Um, we may be joined by Rob. We may not. Um, we may have another guest that will join us. Um, he may as well. If they jump in, great. If they don't, they'll be on tomorrow. Um, so obviously today, which is, today is what, June 22nd? Uh, I guess it's the execution of the Chicago Bulls for a lot of uh, Chicago Bulls fans. Derek Rose was traded. Oh, there we go. We have, the, uh, we have another person jumping in. Um, Derek Rose was traded today for, I think, Couple bags of Skittles, some Cheetos, some Cheetos, and some Lipton iced tea. Some uh, Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> so the Bulls traded Derrick Rose to the New York Knicks. They traded Derrick Rose. They traded uh, Justin Holiday, and for some odd reason, decided shit. Let's just throw a second round pick in there too, because why not? For Robin Lopez. Jose Calderon and um, Jerry and Grant. All of these guys are. I mean, I mean, obviously, Jose Calderon isn't going to be on the Chicago Bulls next year. I cannot possibly imagine a world where 35-year-old Jose Calderon is on the Chicago Bulls team. Didn't Gar say um, about? Didn't Gar say something about like he could be used to persuade Paul to sign, resign there? <laughs> Did he say that shit? Why do they want? What? Oh, get oh. that. Uh, no, he didn't. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe he did, but I'm I'm just going to say right now he he did not say that. <laughs> There's not a chance in hell that Gar Foreman is still out here <laughs> trying to pay Pal Gasol money. He loves him some Pal, man. Oh, God. I don't even want to eat Kung Pao chicken anymore because of the way Pao Gasol was playing on the Chicago Bulls last year. I don't want Pao in Chicago, and I don't understand why anybody else would. But um, I mean, they they got him so cheap. Maybe that's why they they think they can keep getting him for five million a year or whatever it was. But Pao, you know, gave us gave them a good deal. But he's looking for more money now. <laughs> so. He's looking for more money. He's looking for more stability. He's looking for an actual organization. I mean, these are all things that the Chicago Bulls cannot offer. <laughs> they're not a they're not an organization. They have no stability, and there's not a chance in hell that they're they might not even make the playoffs again. I mean, no might. They're not making the playoffs. There's not a chance in hell they're making the playoffs. That that uh, championship um, window has been slammed shut, bricked over. You know, it's it's done for, for a while. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the trade. Does anybody like this trade? I'm still confused by this. Like, um, I, I had a feeling that they was going to be shopping Rose. Like, it was either going to be during the season. And my thing, my problem with this trade was he's in the contract year, and um, I don't think he's going to be missing as many games as he was, like, because he's going to be motivated because he wants that extra. He wants to get mad next year. So I figured, like, okay, just let him play it out and then wait till the, around the trade deadline when you got contenders who would probably need that extra that extra man to like push him over the top like that's when I figure you'll get more for him I mean my personal opinion I thought the Bulls rushed this I don't understand why and you know it was it was a bad trade overall like 
I just don't understand it here. Boris, same here. I know they really wanted Jerry and Grant when, when you know, they wanted to draft him, the, what was it, last year or the year before or whatever, but I don't know. I, I really don't understand it. I, I mean, the thing that pisses me off even more is the fact that they threw that second-round pick in there because you know <laughs> Knicks asked for that because they don't have any damn picks. So, you know, honestly, it for me, it I'm done with with the Bulls until Garpax is gone. And and they, like I said earlier, they showed their cards. This is what they've been wanting to do for a long time. And the only silver lining I see is that for Derek, he doesn't have to deal with this bullshit anymore with with Garpax, and he can go to another team, kind of start fresh. And I think honestly, he's he's going to play really well next year. And and uh, good for him because that's leading into you know the, his free agency and that's better for him but the Bulls man this is a bad move all around I think I think um, first of all I think it's a terrible trade and I agree with both of you I think this was something that I knew was going to happen um, I knew Derek was, was never going to be on the Chicago Bulls past his contract whether they traded him or um, he just walked but I think Considering what they got for him in return, and and I'm you know I'm on Twitter all the time, and I have a lot of you know these people that are saying that they're surprised the Bulls are able to get this much for Derrick Rose, and oh. like that just makes me feel really really sad because they, I like Robin Lopez, I actually like him, but the Bulls, um, the way that they want to play basketball, Robin Lopez is not the type of center you want on your team. If yeah. if 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 you're going to play that way, that's one thing. Second, he's not an offensive game at all. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, he's just a big body. He could play. He could, he could rent protect, and that's always important. But the way that they want to play basketball is not going to be very uh, well played with him in the middle. Second, Jerry and Grant is a project of all projects. You don't even know if he's going to be good. You don't even know if he's going to be on your team next. You know, the next couple years. Um, you give up the second uh, the second round pick, and you get Jose Calderon, who I am almost positive will not be on the Chicago Bulls next year. So basically, you traded Derrick Rose head up for Robin Lopez, and to me, that is ridiculous. Um, I think Derrick Rose deserved to show whether or not he was good. Now I understand, you know, coming from the Bulls perspective, they didn't want to be put in a situation where Derrick comes out next year and he just balls out. And now you're in a position where you have to sign him. When you know you really can't sign Derrick Rose to big money for a long length of time because you don't know if his body's going to hold up. I understand that. But I'd have preferred, if you're going to get nothing for him, which is what I think they received in return, I, I, I don't think these are going to be pieces. Like if the Bulls miraculously win a championship within the next five years, I don't think any of these three guys would be on the roster when they do it. So what was the point of doing it to begin with? You basically got nothing in return. You just gave Derrick Rose away. <laughs> and you gave up a pick. The Bulls are the kings of giving up random picks to get rid of other players. They piss me off so much, man. They piss me off so much. Um, so, go go ahead, go ahead. It was basically the same thing with that Doug McDermott trade. Like, they just had to take on... What was his name? Anthony Randolph. Just <laughs> Yep. And then they had to give up a pick to get rid of Anthony Randolph. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? What is wrong with the Bulls organization? I don't, like, I, I can't wrap. I've been saying this for years. 
when everybody is talking all of the stuff about coaching and players and like all that is is cool. But the biggest problem that this organization has, besides Jerry Reinsdorf, like we know, that, but he's not going anywhere. The biggest problem is, and it's not even Paxson so much as it is Gar Foreman. Gar yeah. Foreman does not know what the hell he is doing. And he has no clue. <laughs> he's Paxson, man. He's the VP, so he's approving and overseeing this shit. So. Now, I don't even think he's approving and, and overseeing. Ever since he choked Vinny Del Negro, I think that, you, that Jerry Reinsdorf just has him cashing a check. <laughs> Gar Foreman is in there. This is his team. This is his, like uh, this is his boy. The coach is his boy. Um, Jimmy is his is his guy. These are all these are mostly his picks, and the the people that were John's picks are pretty much gone. Um, Joe's about to be gone. Derek's obviously gone. Luol is gone. Kirk is gone. Everybody's gone from from when John was doing most of the you know the, the actual personnel things. Now it's just. They just got Jimmy. And does anybody think Jimmy is good enough to lead the goddamn team? I mean, come on. What what, what do you think? Who, who thinks Jimmy is good enough to lead the team? He's not. A nice, he's a nice two-way player, but he's not somebody I would build build a team around. Maybe Jimmy from two years ago, but not this Jimmy, man. He uh, he got into his own head, and, and uh, it's only hurt him so far. <laughs> but he's promising to be a different player now. He's promising. He's going to be different. He's going to be back to old Jimmy. Well, he's got nobody to threaten him like um, – He's got nobody that would threaten him like Derrick Rose or Joe Kim Noah. So he's exactly. got Doug McDermott, um, Meritage, and um, Tony Snell. If I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be on the team next year. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't want Tony <laughs> Snell on the team. Man, when you, when you said those names, my, my, I was just like, that's our team. Oh, my God. <laughs> All these guys. <laughs> just a bunch of bad, bad basketball players on our team. Like, uh, like I understand having um, – Having uh, you, you got Nico. That's another one of that's what's another one of Gar's oh, picks. Yeah. Nico. Nico is so bad. He was so bad, and I don't. I want to figure out a way where Nico becomes an actual NBA basketball player, but I haven't figured out that way yet. I haven't figured out a way for him to be a a, a contributing NBA basketball player when his legs are twigs and he can't move. Yeah, man. I just so, don't see it. I, I and mean, Taj is probably going to get traded too, by the way. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about Taj. <laughs> yeah, I mean, getting back to Nico, I mean, when he first came came into the league and, and he he, everybody looked at him like, you know, this is a, a good, solid stretch four. He, he's got a handle. He can take it to the rim. And then all of a sudden, you know, that facade just came crumbling down and he pump fake. His way to the bench. So. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> what were you saying? I said the league pretty much caught up on Hoodie. On him. Yeah. yeah, all he needed was one was one year of game tape, and he tried to come back with the exact same game as he did the year before. And everybody knows what he's trying to do. Um, I, but here's my—I have a question about you. We'll get back to the Derrick Rose trade. What was your like? What was your uh, your feeling? When you first heard this trade, because I was I, I worked from home, and you know I was I was actually working. I was playing my my playing my video game. I was playing a division, and Rob hit me up. It was like it happened, and I'm like, man, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, he gone. I'm like, who gone? Like who died? 
He's like, no, nah, man, they traded Derek. I'm like, oh my god. It's like, it was like, uh, you know, the Mr. Crab picture where the world is all uh, like foggy. Like that's what I felt like in, in my in my in my mind. It was like I was in a Twilight Zone. I'm like, I, why would the Bulls trade Derek Rose? Of all the things that you could do, why? I didn't get it. What was your experience when you first read this or you heard it? Well, for uh, me, man, uh, I was at home working, actually. <laughs> and uh, I, I got the text from you, man, and I, and I was like, because you said you were sick. I'm like, what? Sick? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. got a fever? Or, you know, <laughs> what's up? And, and then you're like, no, check the page, check the page. So then it just hit me. I, I, I kept, you know, looking at every Twitter, at, at Facebook, at every news story out there. I turned on the radio, listening to ESPN for a minute, and it was just like, you just ran into a wall, and my my uh, stomach just turned, man. I mean, I, you know, Derek has been probably my favorite player in the league for for a long time, and and I felt like I've lived through all these injuries with him, and and as we all have, and it just, you know, I knew that they were talking about it, and and a couple of days ago or last week when they they leaked that, you know, Bulls and Knicks are are talking about a deal with Derek, all that stuff. I thought, you know, oh, it's just talk. But when it actually happened, you know, I just I couldn't believe it. Honestly, it's one of those it's one of those moments I feel like that you'll remember where you were, and, and you know, this trade I feel like is going to go down as one of one of the worst trades in in, in Bulls history. And, and that's saying a lot because it we traded uh, who, who did we trade? We traded um, Tyson Chandler. Tyson, yeah, no, not Tyson. Lamarcus, uh, LaMarcus, man, yeah. like that's the one. Yeah, and. You know, and I feel like we're knocking on the door of another Tim Floyd era. You know what I mean? I mean, those were some rough years. Remember, we used to go 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 back and look at those rosters. I don't want to live through that again, man. <laughs> I do yeah, not. I don't want to have another Marcus Pfizer and you know, <laughs> bunch of these no-name guys running through here. So that's that's how I that's how it was for me, man. It was just shock and disbelief. What about you? Uh, I was when I found out. Great. I was just coming from a workout and about to get ready to go to head to work, and then I just saw something pop up on him from Bleacher Report, a notification saying Nick's traded Derrick Rose, and I'm like, this can't be right. It's got to be. It's not. It's not April first. And then I just looked. It came from Wall, which I was like, oh man, I can't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I didn't think they was that. I mean, they were so like they are so cautious when they want to make trades. I didn't think they would do this, and the trade that they make, this has to be one of the worst in the Gar Paxson era. I just, well, besides the trading the two first-round picks with Doug McDermott, but that's another story. But yeah. I'm just just shocked, because I mean, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, man. I just don't know if I can support this team because of this, uh, this, this front office. I mean, they just took, they just took the life out of me when I read that. That seems to be a growing sentiment that a lot of people are saying that they're just not like they can't support this team anymore until Garford and uh, John Paxson are gone, and I just don't see them going anywhere. I I can't. I mean, I just can't see it. And I I don't know what they see in Jimmy Butler. But I mean, because I watch basketball, I watch a shit ton of basketball, man, a lot of it, and. The players that I just saw playing in the NBA Finals, Jimmy Butler is 
nowhere near the level of basketball player as the best players were in that series. Not to mention one of the best players in that series was a player that the Bulls could have had, but instead of getting that player, they decided to get um, uh, Marcus T. But I guess that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> you know what gets me, man, is two years ago the Bulls didn't even believe in Jimmy Butler. When they offered him that, was it four-year, $48 million or something contract, and he said, all right, I'm going to bet on myself. So two years ago they didn't even believe in him. Uh, something they, they believe in him now. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy ain't going nowhere. I mean, Jimmy is the man. Here's my thing with the Bulls: like all of this could have been avoided. You know, like this whole rebuilding process could have been avoided. I mean, everybody wants to say that Derrick Rose's contract was kind of holding them back, but you know, I look back at like their failed free agent signing, the failed trades they make to make, and their poor draft decisions. Like, you know, taking Marcus Teague over Draymond Green, and then. You drafting Tony Snell over Gorgie Dang or Mason Plumlee when you needed a backup for Noah. And you're trading two first-round picks for Doug McDermott when you could have had, um, you know, kept that pick. Nur- What's his name from Denver? Nurkic and, um, and Gary Harris. They could have gotten both of those guys. And, or get Rodney Hood or so. Like, or, got Rodney, or got Rodney Hood and, Gary, and Nurkic. And then you don't have to worry about your your wing position. You don't have to worry about your center position. There's a lot of mistakes. I think you know, I, I, you know, I'm going through all of the stuff on 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 Twitter and on Facebook, and there's a, a lot of people that just like shitting all over Derrick Rose. Like, good, great, he's gone. And Derrick Rose is not a perfect guy, and I, I think I keep it real about Derrick. He makes a he's made some mistakes, but he hasn't made nearly as many mistakes as this Bulls organization has uh, made. And he, I think he's done more for the Bulls organization than Gar Foreman or John Paxson has. It's just like, man, so many people are just like real good, you know, good riddance. It's like I don't, I don't think people remember just how good he really, really was. I mean, in my opinion, like he actually saved that organization and all that. I mean, they lucked into that. Like, I don't think Paxson could have handled a full rebuild if like they didn't luck out with the. With the number one pick. Hell nah. I don't think he could have handled. Not a chance in the world. No, no, no. And I'm surprised they didn't screw up and make the, uh, and make a, a bad choice on that too. Um, but but like we've said before, I, I've said I wrote about it in one of my one of my pieces um, when I back when I used to write a long long time ago. <laughs> I, I wanted Derrick Rose to leave Chicago. I didn't want him in here. I didn't want him in Chicago anymore. I don't. I didn't think that this team, this organization, deserved him. And that's not that's not a sentimental thing. I'm not you know just talking out the side of my ass or whatever. I just don't think they. I just didn't think they deserved him anymore. Um, they just don't know this this organization, and it, and it seems like it doesn't matter who's actually doing the the, the, the anything. It doesn't matter. They just don't know how to treat people. They just don't. They, they don't. have no concept of how to treat people, what people need to, to feel good about themselves. They just don't have any clue. This is just a clueless organization that don't they don't know how to take care of people, and that's why this Bulls organization probably isn't ever going to be good again until they get rid of these two guys. 
because I, I was of the belief that that um that th- it was time for Thibodeau to go. But that was only because these two were still going to be here. But maybe we did. They don't need to be here. They yeah. just don't need to be here. And you know they gonna, don't know what they're doing. They're going to stretch it out too, because I thought after this season, honestly, I thought Gar was gone. Even with all the rumors that that were coming out about him talking to Phoenix and you know sending his feelers out there about trying to leave and all this other stuff. So I thought for sure Gar was gone. And then when they pulled that whole uh, midnight press conference after the last game, and you see Gar sitting there. <laughs> you know, it's like, what are you still doing here? <laughs> Can you please leave? Like, yeah. for the love of God, get the hell out of here, guy. But you know what they're going to do, though? They're going to stretch it out. He's going to stay at least until, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the mayor, Hoyerberg's got a, a five-year deal. He, that's his guy. He'll, he's married. No, but you know what? I've heard that they're not as close as, like, like that first, the last year, they're not as close as people think they are. Yeah, that there there is some tension between those two guys as well, which is like if there is um you know, if Gar ever leaves, it's not a like it's not a far gone conclusion that he's gonna leave, um, because they're not that close. Like they have their issues, especially last year with you know, like what Fred wants to do and what uh, Gar thinks they should be doing. I don't know. Fuck this team, man. <laughs> Either way, though, I mean, the next move is Gar is gone, and then you bring in another GM, and or maybe Paxson steps in and, and, and runs it for a while. But, I mean, you're looking at another at least two or three years that you're going to have to deal with these clowns and, until finally, you know, Paxson decides, you know what, it's time for me to go, too. So... I mean, they're not going anywhere for a while. That's the sad. Man, y'all dealing with these guys. I, I am, I am done. <laughs> I am no longer like a, a fan of um, a team. I am just a guy that just, just, just likes watching sports. I'm done. I've, Dre's, I've had enough. Dre's signing up for the Atlanta Hawks newsletter right about now. <laughs> and nah, I'm just watching basketball, man. I'm just watching basketball. I like play. I don't even. Like football anymore. Like I, I've gotten out of football, um, so all I do is watch basketball and like a little bit of hockey. It says forty nine is right. <laughs> no, no. You know what? I I stopped watching football uh, like while they were still good. I I yeah. just wasn't I just wasn't watching anymore. It it's it goes against my moral compass to watch that sport. So I, I stopped watching it um maybe three or four years ago. Maybe yeah. Like the the season after they went to the Super Bowl, that was a year that I stopped watching. Um, as crazy as it may sound, I'm gonna be checking out some Knicks games because that team is could possibly. I mean, you heard the rumors about Noah uh, trying to, you know, looking at New York because he's from there, going there. I mean, that might be the team that we were supposed to have, what two three years ago with with, with all that stuff with Melo went down. I mean, you got Derek Melo, maybe uh, Noah goes up there. I mean. They got Porzingis too. I mean, they're they're turning their stuff around. You know, I might catch a couple Knicks games. You're you gonna become a Knicks fan? <laughs> I don't traitor. know if I'm going that far. Heat trader. I had a lot of Bulls fans saying that though. That was like the first thing some of my cousins said when um, it was like, well, I guess I'm just a Knicks fan now. And I think well, there's a lot of people that are more more D Rose fans than they than they are Bulls fans. That wasn't me. I'm a Bulls fan, and I like I just I, I just really love uh, Derek because I mean he's from Chicago. I'm from Chicago. You know I just want a Chicago, you know, dude to do well, and he was doing so well, and and it all fell apart 
It's oh God, I hate this organization. You know so what much. I just realized is we're we're never gonna hear again from from Chicago Illinois. Starting at guard, Derrick Rose, man. Unless it's for the other team, <laughs> but they won't they won't do it like that. Like like when they did for Mike, and the and the announcer got fired in the starting lineups because he said his uh. You guys, remember that when he uh he said uh. Mike's name, and he got fired, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're never going to hear that again, man. Here's a question. Here's a question. When my daughter cries. Um, what do you guys think Derek is going to do next year, like play-wise? Do you, do you think he's going to just have one of those? I mean, obviously, you don't expect him to be 2011, 2012 again. Like, no, nobody expects that. But how close do you think he can get to that? I think he's going to be close to his MVP self a lot, way a lot better than last year. Pretty much like uh, from December, pretty much how he played from December to to the end of the regular season. I think he's going to play that way, and I think he's going to turn it up a notch. Um, like I said, he's in a contract year. He's got a lot to prove, and I'm just kind of curious as to how Hornacek is going to work that out with um, both him, Melo, and Porzingis, because um, you know Rose, um, he dominates the ball a lot, so. I mean, I expect them to have a great season. Something I'm looking what do you for. think? What honestly, do you think, Boris? Honestly, I think uh, you know, last year, as the season went on, his shooting improved a lot. I mean, it was terrible at, at the beginning of the season, but his, his field goal percentage improved. Uh, his, his points per game improved. So, you know, the whole season, it was trending up up until probably, you know, maybe the last month when it was it was clear that, you know, the playoffs were quickly slipping away. But, I think he's going to have a really solid year, probably average close to 20 a game, maybe, you know, 18, something like that. And uh, I just think he's going to have a real solid year and and not in a Bulls uniform. <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting the same thing. I think Derek's going to have a really good season. Um, like you said, from December on to just about like the end of the season when it was clear the Bulls weren't making the playoffs, nobody was trying anymore. Like, you know, it was just, it was just like whatever. But from that point, you know, up until that point, Derek had been playing really, really well. And uh, I was happy with what he was doing. I, I said it a couple times. Like, I don't I didn't understand what people were really expecting from Derek, considering that, you know, he was still kind of coming back. Like, this was only – that was like his first season back, really, without any injury, like any, like, significant injury. So he was still, you know, working his way through. And then it just sucked because, you know, he was working his way back from, you know, some Taj breaking his goddamn face. Like, I mean, it was just so much bad luck for the guy. And and I think people expected, like, okay, he's just going to come back and be Derek. But, you know, when you have so many injuries, like, that's like an impossibility. I was happy with the play that Derek Rose gave the Bulls last year. You know, even the play when his eye was all fucked up that nobody cared about. I was happy with that, too, because – you you look at Derek like like this, right? Of course he wasn't playing all that great when his eye was messed up. But do you understand what would have happened had he not played while his eye was messed up? Like it was he's he was in a literally a literal no win situation. Right. So I was cool with what he did. The fact that he was out there was good enough for me. Um and he was trying. That was cool. I was okay with that. But, you know, that just I, I guess it's not it's not good enough for people who who wants so much? Like you expect so much out of this guy. It doesn't matter what the, the 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 real reality of it is. They just want him to play, and they want him to play well. And it doesn't matter if he can't 
actually see. Um, and I don't know. I, I can't say it enough. I just, I just hate this organization. I just hate them. <laughs> the biggest thing for me was was this past year is, you know, he played the most games he has played since he was injured, and for there was games where you know he wasn't doing the same you know, explosive above-the-rim stuff that he that we were so used to seeing from him. But there was games where he was putting up, you know, 30-some points a game and, and you know, doing a lot of the same things that, that we wanted to see from him. So, you know, a lot of people that say that, you know, he's, he's never going to be the same, all this other stuff, he can still play at a really high level. You know, that, that athlete, that drive in there is still there. So... I think that's that's what's going to come out this next season. You're going to see a lot more of that because he's going to uh, be able to push himself even more going into this next season. You were saying something? I'm, 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 yeah, that's that. You know, that that was it pretty much. Wow. Yeah. I'm just coming. One thing I'm really surprised is there was a lot of fans. Um, I mean. I'm gonna say NBA fans that saying like, oh, this this is good for the Bulls. Like they got a lot. They were surprised they got a lot from him. That his value was very low. It's like, I mean, some of these cats weren't like, why paying attention to Bulls game? Like how he's playing from December on up. Like, um, do you kind of agree with that? Do you guys agree with that? That um, he wasn't playing up to up to like the up to par or anything. No, I don't think that at all. I, like I said, I thought Derek was playing well, um, especially uh, when Jimmy got hurt. Derek was playing really, really well. I don't. I mean, I don't know what anybody else was watching, but I was watching the guy that was out there pretty much keeping that team afloat before everyone got hurt. Like then everyone got hurt. Then uh, Nico got hurt. Pal got hurt. Um, Derek and Etwan Moore were out there. Basically winning games, and then Etwan Moore gets hurt. So like, no, no, Derek was playing well, man. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what what the big rush is to get rid of him. I just think people just wanted a fresh start. It is one of the fresh start from Derek Rose, from the the knee injuries, the hope that he'd come back. I think people wanted a fresh start, and it didn't matter how they got it, even if it meant getting you know getting rid of him for just like. Some really, really bad, uh, a, a bad, a bad package. I just don't, I just don't respect this package at all. Um, you know what, what you just said uh, reminds me of something. Is is a couple months ago, uh, there was an article that was written. I forgot where I saw it, but uh, I think we talked about it. But it basically talked about all the teams in the NBA and how and the average number of games missed by players because of injury, and the Bulls were just. Far and above every other team for the last five years, they've had the guys miss the most games because of injury. And I know Derek, because of his injuries, it, it kind of skews that number. But still, you got everybody that's gotten injured this past year. The whole Luol Deng fiasco a couple of years back, where he was in the hospital, <laughs> you know. And they gave him the unnecessary spinal tap and yeah. almost killed him. <laughs> They need to fire the whole training staff. They, they did. They did. But why did it take so many years of people getting injured and hurt and almost dying before they realized, well, maybe these guys just aren't really good at their jobs? Like, yeah. they, they did it, but it took them entirely too long to do it. Wasn't there, some, 
Wasn't right. there something this year with, with uh, Jimmy and, and one of the trainers had like a bet going that Jimmy was going to play every game or something like that? That's Jimmy's uh, own personal trainer. Oh. That was the guy that um, I think that was the guy that Thibs was trying to um, to hire as the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, head trainer oh. as a way to kind of like try to lure Jimmy to Minnesota or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, we're we're gonna see Jimmy in a in a Timberwolves uniform uniform pretty quick. <laughs> Tim's wants him back. <laughs> you you cannot pop. You, you at this point you can't get rid of Jimmy. And I don't like this is coming from somebody who doesn't even believe that Jimmy is a a lead guy kind of player. But now you've you've put yourself in a position where because you know Gar kept talking about that we don't need to rebuild. We just need to retool. Well, you definitely can't re rebuild now. The only because the only thing you could do to rebuild is trade Jimmy, and there's no way in the world you could do that. You can't do it right now. No, nobody. If they do that, nobody's coming here. They won't be able to sign any free agents for like five years. <laughs> Shit, they're not gonna be able to do that anyway. Nobody's right. coming to Chicago. None. Nobody. If they wasn't coming with Derek here, they damn sure ain't gonna come with Jimmy Butler as the dude. Jimmy fucking Butler, man. I remember like. When he, like his second and third year, I used to argue. I was in this stupid um, Facebook group. Uh, what was it called? The best damn sports group or some some shit like that. I can't remember what it was called. And these guys used to just be ranting and raving about Jimmy Butler. And like it'd be like me and a couple other guys, and we're like, "Are we looking at the same dude, Jimmy Butler?" Like I never would have thought Jimmy Butler would be as good as he is. But as good as he is right now, still isn't good enough to be a, a, a lead guy in the NBA. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe we're all wrong. Maybe we're all wrong. And Jimmy is just going to be that dude. But, man, shit, I don't see it. Yeah, I don't I see just, it either. I, I, I just don't see – I mean, there's been games that he's won and, and games where he's went off. But to me, he's just not that go-to, I need a bucket right now scorer kind of guy like Derek was. You know, when when the game was on the line, you know, Derek's hit a lot of game winners in – I just don't see that from Jimmy yet. You know, he can hit a shot, he can get to the lane and get a foul, but I just don't see him as the guy, the one who you, it's, you know, 3.8 seconds on the clock, you need a bucket to win the game. I just don't see him as that guy yet. You know what's wild about this whole thing is that the Bulls were literally one defensive possession away from going up 3-1 on Cleveland. Yes. Like a year ago. Yep. And it was a bad defensive possession and a LeBron wide open jump shot in the corner later and the whole thing has been blown up. The coach is gone, the principal players are gone, and the only player that's left is Jimmy Butler. Like this is like would you would you have ever thought this is what was going to happen? Not a chance. Not at all. I didn't think I didn't think we were able to come back to this. <laughs> And you brought up Tim Floyd, man, and my heart almost sank. Like, oh my God, no! Wait. Yeah, it can. We we cannot possibly fall back into that shit. I remember um, it was the the indelible mark of the Tim Floyd era for me. I can't remember who the Bulls were playing, but it was. Uh, I think they were down by one. It was about fifteen to twenty seconds left on the clock, and they ended up having the ball. They inbound the ball to this dude. I can't remember if it was David Cornell or Cornell David. I can't remember which one it was. Passed the ball in to David Cornell with 15 seconds left to go on the clock, and he's at half court. And he just turns around and slings it. 
And Tim Floyd looks at him. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing taking that dumbass shot? That's the most indelible mark that I can remember with the Tim Floyd era. And all I'm doing is like, I'm begging, I'm hoping, I'm pleading that, that we're not there again. Those because are years, man. <laughs> Jimmy, we're there. No. No. We're not there. <laughs> we're there, man. I, I just don't trust him. I mean, if Kraus was actually running it, I would have a little bit more faith. I mean, you might could think I'm crazy for saying that, but. No. Jerry was good at the job. Yeah, he was. I know a lot of people want to forget about that, but he was pretty good. I mean, actually, when his rebuilding plan. When he was trying to rebuild, I mean, his plan was basically out in the 2003 agency. I mean, he had his sights set on Tracy McGrady. I mean, that's who he wanted, but Tim Floyd was pushing him to, like, go after Duncan and Grant Hill and everything. And, like, he knew – and Krause knew he couldn't get either, but he didn't want to create a division, like, with his coaches, just like he did with Bill Jackson. So they ended up, like, going hard after both of them, perhaps. And then, like, McGrady kind of felt like a third option. He was just like, nah. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know that thing about Jerry Krause and Phil Jackson has always been funny to me. It's just like, okay, let's just say you're at your job, and the guy that works under you basically tells you that he wants your job. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? That's basically what Phil Jackson was telling, uh, was saying to Jerry Krause. He was saying, "I want you to resign from your job so that I can take it." Like what? Like what else was he supposed to do besides be like, all right, well, you know what? Uh, I, I think everybody has to go now, because I'm not giving up my job for nobody else, and I, I don't understand why people would like were under the impression that he should have. Phil Jackson was an asshole, and that's not to say that Jerry Krause wasn't one as well, because he was. But I think we, I think a lot of Bulls fans look back on old, on those times with Phil and Mike with rose-colored uh, glasses and don't realize that those guys were assholes just as much as he was, and they had just as much to do with that team being broken up as he did. Like, what what was the reasoning behind him not wanting to keep winning championships? Why wouldn't he? He'd go down as the greatest uh, general manager of all time. Yeah, that's true. So... We're going to end this off. I want you guys to give me um, your favorite D-Rose moments because we're not going to get any more of those in Bulls uniforms. <laughs> I got it. Yes, sir. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, for me, my favorite D-Rose moment was uh, 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 the, the Dragic <laughs> when, <laughs> when uh, he, he dunked on him so bad <laughs> in Phoenix. Remember that? And Stacy said, what are you doing, Dragic? <laughs> I mean, the thing about that dunk is he cocked it all the way back. All the way back. Oh man, that's what gave him time to gave him time to get up there so that he could dunk on him. And then let me let me let me get another one. My second favorite, or or probably the tie or whatever, was was when he hit that shot to to beat beat Cleveland and they carried him off the damn court. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, that was, oh, man, that was fun. All right, Drew? I would probably say my favorite one was um, that game, that 20, 2011 playoffs against Atlanta. I believe it was game three. I don't remember how many points he had, but he just he was just going off. Like, I remember when he scored the first two buckets and all in that game. Atlanta called timeout. <laughs> it was like, oh, shit, we don't like where this is going. I would say that was my favorite moment of 
hero at the moment. That will rank as number one. Is you got another one? You give us two. I can't. I can't think of two. I mean, uh, maybe that. Maybe that playoff shot he hit last year against Cleveland. That was. Let me see. There's a lot. There's so many. Go, what are you saying? I was like, there's, there's so many, I just can't think of Yeah, no, it's like, so many different moments from from when Derrick Rose was, was great. It's hard to just pick, it's hard to just pick one one moment. Um, yeah, those those series against Miami in the playoffs where, you know, he was just caught into the hoop and just finding every angle and, and, and they just, they had to put LeBron on him to, to, to stop him, basically. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, because... Man, those. I think those that was moments. that was my favorite uh, moment, like that moment, like it was a whole series. That first that that first Miami Heat series. Yeah. When they couldn't do anything with them, and I I think a lot of people's like, oh, they just put LeBron on him, and LeBron shut him down. I was like, but that was after four quarters of Derrick Rose carrying an entire team, doing everything for the team. LeBron is guarding. Blue all dang who wasn't really doing much of anything. I mean, let's, let's be honest. It's not like guarding Blue all dang is, is a is, is a strenuous thing. But Derrick Rose is doing all of the all of the um, ball handling, doing basically everything to get this team open jump shots. And then you put LeBron on him. Like, of course, LeBron is going to be able to DM up. But that whole series, like the they couldn't do anything with him. Hope. The looks on their faces when he was doing some of the things that he was doing, like he hit a um, when he dunked on Joel Anthony when he he crossed over and went to the paint and dunked on him. The layup that he had against uh, LeBron and uh, D Way, where like they went back to the like, to the bench, like we don't even know how the hell he did that. Um, the, the jump shot, the 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 game when the jump shot against Milwaukee. Um, against uh, Brandon Jennings because Brandon yeah. Jennings had been talking like mad shit about Derrick Rose. That was a three-two, um, wasn't it? Nah, it was a step back. It was just a uh, it was a two, but it was just a regular step back. Uh, yeah. He stepped that step back. Obviously, the dragon dunk, um, the 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 oop that he caught against New York. Uh, Ronnie Brewer threw him the oop, and it like like he stopped in mid air to catch that and dunk it. Uh, it's just so many great moments uh, yeah. watching that kid play basketball for the Chicago Bulls, and I am extremely, extremely sad. Like I was on the um, just talking to my nephew, and he's like, "Man, I am extremely sad because we're never gonna see that again. Like we're never gonna get to see um, Derrick Rose in the Bulls uniform, and and that's just, it. Just sucks, man. Yeah. He has so many great things that he, that he does, and I, I'm also gonna miss not just like the basketball stuff, like just the 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 community stuff that he does. Like I'm going to, to miss that. Like all the stuff that he does that, that just goes un untouched in the media. Nobody ever talks about it. Like you'll read it on like like a like a small media outlet like the Bigs or something like that. And I love the Bigs. You guys should go check the Bigs out. But um you'll you'll see it on small media outlets but you won't see it, see it on like anything else. Like Derrick Rose paying for funerals and Derrick Rose going to funerals uh, to, of people that he's never met before, because this is the type of guy that he is. And Derrick Rose giving shoes 
to to to, to high schools and like all kinds of crazy shit yeah. that he does that nobody ever talks about. Like you'll just never hear about it. Like I'm gonna miss all of that because I kept up with that. I don't know if everybody else did, but I definitely kept up with that because I wanted to. I I, I care about the kid. He would always stop to give an autograph to a kid. He, you know, he was he was really connected to the community, and it's it's a shame. It really is. Yeah. The, but, another thing I'm gonna miss too is is the uh, back back when he was you know at his at his peak, there was nothing more exciting than a Derrick Rose fast break. You didn't nope. know what was gonna happen when he when he would get that outlet pass. He was faster than everybody on the court, and he had the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I know people love Russ, but I've never seen, even Russ doesn't have the, the combination of speed, strength, and athleticism that Derek had at his, at his peak. That, that's the thing that gets me, too. Is, I mean, we, we, we text about it sometimes, is just watching what, the things that Russ can do and just the fury that he, he, you know, he explodes to the rim, that he... He hits the the uh, the lane when he's when he's cutting or driving. Derek was better than that. He was Derek better than that. Better than that than Russ. That's what gets me, man. That's what. Oh. Like he did it, and it was just nothing. Like everything, like he come down and dunk on three, four people, and then he just walked down the court. Like it was nothing. Like it was nothing for him. Yep. and um, he's just gonna. It, it's fucked up because he's gonna go down in history as just like another one of those. And a lot of people say Penny Hardaway, Grant Hill. You know, he's just gonna go down as one of those yeah. guys, and I, I don't want that for him. So I'm really, really rooting for him. I mean, I'm not gonna root for the New York Knicks because I mean, I'm a <laughs> prisoner of the moment. I'm still a Bulls fan. I'm still gonna like you know support the Chicago Bulls. Um, but I'm I'm always gonna be a Derrick Rose fan, so I'm always gonna be rooting for him. At the end of the day, I think this is probably good. This is probably good for Rose. I mean, you're getting away from your hometown. I mean, a lot of distractions out the window. You know, I'm just definitely gonna... needs to get out of this goddamn place. This fucking cesspool in Chicago. Mm-hmm. No I, I was actually I was arguing with Devin earlier today. Um, yeah, well, we were talking. I'm gonna ask you because um, Drew, I don't, me and you don't follow each other on Facebook. We probably should you see some of these stupid goddamn conversations I have with people. But mm-hmm. um, me and Devin were uh, were arguing, not to say that this was a stupid conversation, but it was one of these conversations um, where Devin was saying that uh, Derek is going to miss the Chicago media because they're so forgiving. <laughs> See, yeah, exactly, exactly. You started laughing as, as soon as I said that because it's asinine, right? Right? He's not going to like Frank Isola if that's the case. <laughs> now, he's not going to like Frank Isola, but the one thing that I've noticed about all of these New York guys is that it typically stays about the court. It rarely ever gets to this guy is stupid. Right. Like he's not intelligent. Um, uh, it does like, like, it doesn't get personal. It's for Bor, yeah, for Bernstein and Joe Cowley, the Derrick Rose thing had become very, very personal for some odd reason, and I don't know why. Like, I, I can't understand why it became personal. And I, I, I know that New York media is bad, but I've never seen it get as personal 
as this has become in Chicago. Like those guys had a, an extreme and intense dislike for Derrick Rose the person, and not it had nothing to do with basketball. Yep. And that's what I think he needed to get away from. And that's what I don't think. Even if if those guys kill him, like Derrick Rose has a bad game, and they just like, man, Derrick Rose sucks. I don't think that's something. Like that's what they're supposed to do. Like that's their job. But to talk about his intelligence and his upbringing and like his moral compass and all this other stuff, I don't think that has anything to do with their job. And they they do that shit. They, I mean, them two in particular. Like I know for I mean I know uh, though that that Bernstein is a is a racist. I mean everybody knows that. But um. I, I didn't. I've never gotten that vibe from Isola, and um, I've never gotten it from any of the, the big name guys um, in in New York. I definitely get that vibe from from Bernstein, and I definitely have gotten that vibe from Cowley. And I don't think that uh, the the media is going to be a problem for Derek, and in, in either in, in in any way, shape, or form. I, I think. I think he'll be okay. And like you said, getting away from Chicago, I think it's going to be a really, really good thing for him. Just, just get up out of here. It's, it, I left Chicago for the exact same reason that, that he should. There's nothing good in Chicago. There's nothing good there anymore. Yeah, another thing, too, is, is that I feel like th- through all the injuries, a good part of the city gave up on Derek, you know. And and he even talked about it sometimes, is, is, is uh, that he – he wanted to come back for the fans and prove to the fans that he could, you know, overcome all this. And, and I think it hurt him that a lot of people, all the hate that you see, you know, it got to him, I think, at some point. And it has yeah, to be. Yeah, he stopped talking. Yeah, when, I mean, when it's, when it's your hometown, it's, it's the city you grew up in, you know, the, t- the team that you dreamed about playing for when you were a kid, you know, playing outside. And to, ha- to have that happen, I'm sure it had to have been real hard. So for him to go to a new city, you know, where from everything I've seen so far, everybody's excited. Like New York, New York Knicks Twitter is is, <laughs> you know, happy as hell that they got Derek. So I think that would be a good situation for him to to come in at least, you know, as a as a welcome person to get away from from Chicago where there was a, some bad blood and get away from that. Imploded, so I think that's it's going to be a good situation for him. I certainly hope so, because I'm rooting for the kid. Um, Drew, we're going to go to you for some last words. What you got? What you got? I'm just looking forward to seeing how how he how he how he does. I'm looking forward to see how the Knicks do as well. Um, I'm not sure where it's going to put them into the Eastern Conference. Um, that, they're definitely going to be a playoff team for sure. And uh, like I said, it sucks that Derrick Rose has to go. I mean, I understood the direction that needs to be going, but not like this, not for <laughs> this trash that we got. Not calling Robin Lopez trash or anything, but it was just – felt like this was a bad overall deal overall. felt like should have just waited until February where you got more for him where it seems to try to make a playoff push. That's just all I got to say about that. <laughs> Boris? Well, my last words are going to be uh, about a completely different topic, and that is LeBron James is still a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Young Draymond, huh? (laughs) He said it better than me.
Well, I am not going to call LeBron James a bitch. Um, I, I, I'm with I'm with um, with Drew. I think this is going to be a good thing for him. I'm I'm glad that he that he's that he's no longer here. Um, I, I I think the Knicks are going to be a playoff team, and I actually I really don't even know what that means anymore in the NBA that you're you're a playoff team because it's like every, everybody makes the playoffs, but um, except for the Bulls. But um, I I do think it's a good thing for him, and I'm 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 excited to see what he does in a different city, different coach, like just different everything. Where it's it's not so much pressure, you know. I think he put a lot of pressure on himself to win a championship for you know the city because I mean he's from here. So uh, I, I think now without all that pressure, like you're playing in New York, which comes with its own inherent pressure, but it's not the same type of pressure as you know playing for your hometown. So I look forward to seeing that. I look forward to seeing you know a healthy Derrick Rose and you know rooting for him. It's like I always do, and the one thing I don't look forward to is seeing these bum ass bulls that we're gonna have to watch all goddamn season. I don't look forward to that at all. I don't know if but, I can. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna pay for league pass and um You're not gonna pay for league pass so you can watch the Chicago Bulls, man. What kind of book Bulls fan are you? Gotta buy. <laughs> you gotta buy that league pass, man. Nah, but. Um, I was talking to Sean, and Sean was like, "Yeah, I'm calling to I'm calling Directv tomorrow, so I can uh, so I can cancel my league pass." Like, damn, it's, it's tough out here for Chicago Bulls fans, but you guys know where to find us. Um, we I haven't been doing too much of anything. The website is still down. It's gonna be a lot of money to get it fixed, so I'm in the process of putting that money together so I can get it fixed. But you guys know where to find us. According to sources at gmail.com. If you have questions, according to sources. Um, is the website accordingtosources.com. If you want to get us on Twitter, it's A2 Sources. If you want to get us on Facebook, it's According to Sources, which is the name of the website. Um, uh, you guys know that we're part of a, a podcast network, the ETMF Podcast Network. Um, there are a lot of different well, podcasts on that website. We have comic books, video games, movies, women rights uh, issues, all kinds of stuff. So if you want to get into any of that, you can go to the uh, ETMF website and download any of the podcasts. There's always good stuff on there. Of course, go to According to Sources, rate us on on uh, on Facebook, Twitter, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all of that. Whatever you get your podcast on, make sure you go there and you rate everybody. Um, even if you don't like us, I don't care. Go there and rate us. Um, so for Drew, Boris, I'm Dre, this is the Corner Sources, and we are out. Fuck you, boys. This has been a production of the ETMS Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out etmfpodcast.com to find more information on all of the shows.